Well, good morning. It's morning where I am. Sorry, guys, but welcome to a, another episode of How I Met Your Mortgage. As always, I'm your host, Adam Smith, with Just the Tips Coaching. And with me, pretty much as always, is our marketing director and another one of our coaches, Jen Weibor. Hey, Jen. Hi, Adam. Uh, it seems like it's been a minute since I've seen you. It has. Because yeah. you went to Vegas last week. That's right. I attended yeah. the Momentum Builder Conference. And uh, credit where credit's due to Don and Gino with D&G Entertainment. They put on a great event with an enormous cast of characters. Exhausting freaking content with <laughs> a really intimate audience. There were like 300 of us. That's awesome. And yeah, it was, it was really incredible. So that would explain that. But on with the show. Uh, but we've got a really cool guest today, and it's somebody that is a repeat guest, although the gap between <laughs> today and the last time that he was on the show is certainly much longer than we usually let people fly under our radar without getting them back on and picking their brains. So welcome to his second episode of How I Met Your Mortgage, Robin Gerlock. Hey, Robin. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. Thank you for well, doing this. I know again. Adam's doing okay. He just got back from Vegas, so he's yeah, doing, well. doing okay. Um, I did not lose any money. That's good. Go. I yeah, can't I, say the same for every time I've been there. So. Yeah, I didn't win any money. Okay. Well, but I, you know, I, leaving Vegas without losing money is still like winning. I'm I'm a self aware man, and I know that I suck at gambling. So <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna do that. It all starts with awareness. Absolutely. No question about that. So uh, I think we were talking, it had been since July of 20, since you had done an episode with us, which is an enormous gap for most of our repeat guests. And a lot of things have changed in that time in real estate, in mortgages, in your world, both work and personal. And uh, it, got, it just seems like a whirlwind over that time frame. Um, I can't even believe that it's Valentine's Day tomorrow. Uh, that one is blowing my mind. I don't know where the days and months and years are going. Yes, thank you. It's <laughs> a nice um, reminder for all the guys who haven't been shopping yet. That was, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I'll, I'll make sure to do some today. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely um so robin let's let's back up a little bit let's give our audience just a little bit of background where you came from how you got into real estate where you started and then let's talk about what's really changed since we had you on the show last yeah i'll try to sum it up quickly because i i probably went over this on our, the first time we spoke in july 2020 but um yeah i mean my background was really in tourism uh, ecotourism. I ended up moving to South America to teach English, realized I was a bad English teacher and got into bicycle tourism. And that was specifically in Buenos Aires, Argentina for five years. And you're probably wondering how the heck did he end up in Denver real estate? Um, but I'm from Colorado. So um, I kind of made my way to South America from studying in university at San Diego State. And a friend of mine invited me to go down there. I went down there and I I think it's like uh, starting a new business in another country, especially what would be considered a third world country um, is like high altitude training for entrepreneurship. So um, when I was starting to get a little bit tired of tourism in the cycles um, and just not being able to grow a business uh, sustainably, I would say when um, there's 
a good amount of corruption in front of your face every day. I'll leave it at that. Um, I was looking elsewhere and a good friend of mine that I grew up with in Denver uh, said, hey, why don't you come back to Denver? Uh, bring your wife. Because um, I was just getting married then and uh, bring your wife back and uh, get into real estate with me. I had never thought of it. Uh, I came back and uh, to visit my family and I shadowed him for a couple of days. And he said, you know what? I think I could definitely do this because I like the aspect of being able to work more intimately one-on-one -on -one with clients over a long period of time. Whereas in the tourism industry, I was seeing somebody one day and they were gone. I would never see him again. And you formed a really good connection for one day, but that was it. So um, I, we, we moved back beginning of 2017, got my license and uh, here I am going on almost six years now. That part is part of the reason that we've had you here repeatedly. Um, you have not been doing this forever and ever. Right. And you have figured out how to navigate this to the point where you've made it successful, where, well, I mean, I'm not going to pull any punches and our audience pretty much knows that we do a pretty significant amount of vetting with our guests before they're on the show that you've got to know what the fuck you're talking about essentially to be here so that our audience can benefit from it and you do. And it didn't take you decades to figure it out. We're already talking. It's been more than two, two and a half years, two and a half years since you were on the show the first time and you were doing it then. So I'm guessing that you've learned quite a bit since we've had you on the show. I know you change companies. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. always an adventure. Um, <laughs> not uncommon. A lot of people do it. In fact, for one reason or another, and I don't know that there's any correlation, but the majority, literally more than half of our coaching clients change companies during their coaching program and i don't know if we're opening their eyes to things that might benefit them a little better and they're kind of picking up that ball and running with it but it is not uncommon and i think it's probably really good content for our audience what kinds of things lured you away to a new company and if memory serves it was from remax to compass correct and what kind of speed bumps did that produce along the way what were some of the headaches and heartaches of changing companies and what have been the benefits yeah good question um and you know props to you guys for doing the coaching i i think there's a tremendous amount of value in coaching in this industry any industry where it's 100 percent commission and um you know, the, the state of your mind can really influence your performance on any given day. Um, and this industry can really mess with your head if you let it. Uh, if you have a down month, you can let that take that, you know, go into three or four down months instead of kind of getting back. And it, it real estate mortgages, all of this is such a game of momentum. Um, so you really just have to I would say stick with a marketing activity that you know that you like and that you're going to do consistently. Well, and that's what I really keyword. started doing. We, we should have a drinking game of some sort every time yeah. somebody says consistent. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. I mean, just beating the dead horse of what probably everybody hears when you get into any sales industry, but consistency is so important. Um, during COVID, I actually started sending out a weekly email 
Um, and I'd gather data from the likes of, uh, I'll have to give her credit, Megan Aller with First American Title, who sure. puts out a tremendous amount of good data and content. And I really like data. I think numbers really tell the story of um, where the market's going, where it's been, but uh, where we are now and where it's going. So um, I started sending a weekly email uh, around April 2020 during COVID. And that's been kind of the staple of my business. And I, I've obviously been trying to add people to my, my database as well. Um, it's not a weekly email that is just, hey, what's going on in the market? And it's somebody else talking about the market. I literally go in and kind of, uh, you know, take screenshots of data that I think I want to highlight from uh, DMAR reports uh, or from Megan Aller's reports or from national reports and put, you know, put that out to my database every week. It, back, at that point in time, I had a database of about 200 people and I've focused on trying to grow that. And now I'm sending my weekly email out to a little over 600 people every week. Okay. Um, I did switch over to Compass in August of 2020. Um, Remax is a great brand. Um, I felt like it was a little antiquated in the technological approach that they had. Um, and when I heard that Compass had a product that was the concierge program, which uh, is essentially a, a 0% HELOC for a homeowner who wants to kind of fix up their home before going on the market. Um, I really liked that product that, and that they were offering. And then I, I checked out their, their suite, their whole platform, and you could literally have everything in one place, your CRM, um, you know, your, your pipeline for finance, your marketing, and it's just really all plug and play and they make it really easy and efficient for agents. Um, so, you know, I, I know Compass has kind of had the, uh, the reputation in our industry for going out and spending a lot of money for getting the big hitters in recruiting. And that's absolutely what they've done. They, they really invested in recruiting over the last several years. Uh, it sounds like they're going to cut back on the recruiting, but really just focus on what they have now. Um, and, you know, they're laying people off, but a lot of people in the real estate industry that were very, um, I guess, had a lot of overhead are starting to lay people off. You, had, you know, when the markets change, you have to understand that um, margins are important. <laughs> and um, but I'm, I'm still happy with Compass. I mean, people ask me, you know, when are you going to leave? Because it doesn't sound like it's going well over there. Um, I'm really happy with it. I love their platform. I love the support that they provide to, to the realtors. So um, I've used their platform to send out my email. I don't have to have a MailChimp and a login in all these different places. I, I just have one login in one place and I can knock it out from there. Um, so that that's kind of what has changed, I guess, professionally. I also uh, started investing into Facebook ads. I took a course in, you know, getting, uh, learning how to generate leads and get folks, you know, submitting their contact info online. And then whenever I get them into my database, I just start marketing to them. So that's really how I grew my database uh, from like 200 folks to about 600 folks over the last couple of years. Well, and I've seen the Compass technology that you're talking about. Uh, credit to Bob Schenkenberger, who's an old friend and <laughs> when he made the switch. And I think one of the pieces that we kind of glossed over there, but is really important in everything that we do, and certainly the things that we work on with our coaching clients is audience. 
yep. right? I mean, you can have the most stellar marketing, the greatest voicemail campaigns, text campaigns, email campaigns, whatever the hell it is. But if you don't have somebody to hear your message, then what difference does it make? So in what's less than three years time, you've tripled that audience. That's right. a really big deal. Um, and that's a really big deal. And just from the email marketing piece alone, you're touching that database 50 times a year. Yep. Um, we probably pride ourselves on touching a 15,000 person contact database. I'm a little older than you guys. We already went over that before we went live. I'm not going <laughs> to, uh, I'd flip you guys off, but most of our audience is a podcast, so they're not going to 15,000. Way yeah, 15,000, wow. and we probably touch them 40 to 70 times a year, depending on who it is. But a combination of things like email campaign and text campaign and voicemail campaign and so on and so forth. Um, but it's really a big deal. Audiences got to be one of those crucial pieces of the puzzle. So no matter who you are, and Robin has obviously adopted and internalized this, so it's not something he has to vocalize, but you guys have got to understand that this is an eyes open to eyes closed activity every day for the rest of your career. You want to be building that audience. You want to have people consuming your content. That's a really big deal. And I think it's important for you guys to understand that if you want to have the kind of success that Robin is having, if you want to triple your audience in that, in a short time frame, then you've, got to be focused on that. Now, the neat thing about the tech at Compass is that if you've gone through some training and have put out some content to attract people through Facebook, and all it really requires is gathering a little bit of contact data, that's all you need for Compass's tech to come in and take over and basically handle the rest of it forever. Yep. Um, I think that's a really big deal. Something else that really surprised me, because we're embedded in our business. We are, you know, boots on the ground. That's also very different than a lot of what goes on in the coaching space. Um, but I've never heard anybody say anything about when are you leaving? Compass is struggling. None of that shit. Oh, no. No, I, maybe maybe that's just been from other agents trying maybe. to recruit me. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, even even so we talk to a lot of agents and yeah. I haven't heard that. So Oh, that's that's good. That's Yeah, good. maybe maybe it's just good. the I'm jealous agents. Maybe it's the ones that <laughs> maybe it's the ones that aren't with Compass and want to be. I I think it's folks who are trying to lure me away into their, uh, their yeah, like, hey, when are you leaving? You know, it doesn't sound like things are going. And it's more headlines, you know. It's like, hey, Compass is laying off this many people this quarter. Um, yeah, and, and which was like 12. They, they may have laid off 12 people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. And, you know, and Zillow, Zillow and Redfin are doing the same thing. And these are some of the largest tech companies in real estate, you know. Um, and, and so once you realize that, hey, the platform's already built, uh, it's probably okay if they lay off some of – their, their staff, you know. Well, and, and let's really make sure that we understand the division there that our audience does. Compass sure. is a real estate company. Zillow and Redfin are defined as tech companies, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of shitty on a number of reasons. They're uh, immune to a lot of the rules and regulations that define the real estate business, which is yep. uh, difficult. But yeah, they are defined as fintech. They are financial technology companies and not real estate companies. So for 
Compass to be having the kind of tech that rivals what goes on with fintech companies is pretty stellar shit. It is. So, yeah. I'm happy to be there. (laughs) I I don't blame you. From what I've seen, the people that are there, the technologies that, that is there... I, I don't blame you. It looks like they are doing really good work these days. Yeah. I mean, it, it just made, again, it's made my business way more efficient. Um, I used to have multiple logins of where I wanted to send out my content to my database. Um, and to be able to do it all from one platform, I can get on the app and send a video text message to 60 people you know, today if I wanted to. Um, so they've really just consolidated everything and made it super easy. So a MailChimp product or a BombBomb where you send email videos or text videos, they have all those capabilities on their platform, uh, you know. And so when I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, like their whole focus is we want to make your job better and easier, the agent, like you are our client. Um, and, and I feel like they back it up you know, with their actions. So I'm, I'm very happy with the move. Good, good. All right. So th- this is big stuff. What does the future hold? Where is Compass going technologically? Where is Robin going? What is the rest of this year going to look like? What kinds of additional things do you want to adopt yeah. and implement? How do you plan to oh. get your contact database to 1800? You know, those kinds of things. I think Robin might have froze. Uh-oh. All right. Well, I think that we could certainly discuss <laughs> some of that and what we do internally. Um, because, I, you know, we touched on how important it is to realize that your contact database, your audience, is probably your biggest asset. And there are some things I do want to ask Robin about when he's able to join us again about Compass internalizing that data. What if he does want to leave Compass? Those kinds of things. Right. That's where my thought went. Yeah, we talk about that a lot, right? As far as where that data becomes proprietary. Who's Mm -hmm. it? And we see that all the time with coaching clients, right? Because they let all their assets be um, Keller's assets or Remax's assets or whatever the case may be. When does it become your own website, email, contact database, uh, social media branding, on and on, right? We, we, we could have a conversation with Josh about that. Yeah, no, Robin, welcome back to the show. <laughs> we're we're going to call this Robin's third appearance on <laughs> How I Met Your Mortgage. Um, good stuff. So the irony Robin, what- of talking about a technological company when my internet goes out is, is just gold right there. So That is Rob. fantastic. <laughs> Love the irony. Um, but one of the things that Jen and I were discussing during that little tech blip is what we're obviously very big on everybody maintaining and owning their own assets, their website, their email, uh, their contact database, their social media branding. How does that look for Robin or anybody else at Compass when they want to leave Compass? Because Compass is now housing all that for you. Yeah. I mean, but as far as like our database, I think there's a misconception, um, at least everything I've been told by Compass is that our database, anybody we have, if I leave Compass, I'm taking my database with me. I think there's a misconception that Compass holds on to that. And that's not true. But I think any marketing um, pieces that you make with Compass branding, uh, you're not going to use anyways. Um, right. So it's, yeah. I mean, if, if 
I were to move on from Compass to another brokerage, I'm doing a whole rebrand anyways, right? Um, and so as long as I have the database that I can stay in front of and keep putting valuable content out there, I think that's important too. I mean, you can't just be putting evergreen content out to folks that they see from all real estate agents, you know? Um, I think you really have to focus on what are the pain points that people have when buying or selling a home and how can you get ahead of those and talk about those pain points on a consistent basis and how you address them. Uh, you know, why it's important to stage your home before you sell it. You're probably going to get more money for it. It's worth it. There's the ROI is there. Um, when you go under contract on purchase of a home, what to expect on the inspection, you're going to go from this high of, oh my gosh, we're under contract. We're so excited. And then you see the inspection report like, oh my God, what did we just get into? You know? And so these kind of psychological roller coasters that people go through when buying or selling a home, I don't think are talked about enough. And that's kind of the content that I am trying to put in front of my database on a consistent basis, not only market data, but Hey, here's a tip how to navigate uh, getting pre-approved, how to navigate going through your inspection. Uh, what's what happens if that appraisal comes in lower, you know, things that don't always get talked about, um, but making sure that it is in front of them. And also after they've purchased the home, not losing touch with the client is so important. I invest a lot into my clients um, financially, but also time-wise, uh, following up with them, giving them a house plan, giving them a nice closing gift, checking in with them a couple weeks later. How's the house trading you? Do you have any issues? Do you need a contractor? Do you need a, an electrician or a plumber to come over? You know, just always kind of staying engaged with them and in reinvesting into them, you know, sending them a birthday gift. Yep, some sending them a house a house anniversary or home anniversary gift. These are things that I've really started doing and honing in on making them feel like, hey, you're my most important client. If you could do that with 100, 150, or 200 clients, um, that's when referrals start start coming in. There's some real purple cow shit in there, huh, Jen? Right. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember what that saying is. I, be the purple cow. Yeah, but if you're not extraordinary oh. yeah we're gonna draw mm. blanks on that all the way around <laughs> uh go back and look at past just the tips content because we do have last a week a lot of purple cow stuff out there oh did we the last week's step this week was purple, purple cow, cow. Mm -hmm. what's the purple cow ah the purple cow is a book okay. and now i'm going to it is by seth godin, seth godin. transform okay. your business by being remarkable Yep. Is basically, and yeah, if you're not remarkable, then you're basically, you know, forgettable. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, th another plug here for Seth Godin's book, The Purple Cow Transform Your Business by Being Remarkable. And yeah, that's a big difference. And we do a lot of this too. I'm sure you know of Homebot. Yep. And uh, Homebot's a company based here in Denver. And if you're an LO or a real estate agent and you're not familiar, please do check them out. It's an interesting product. They also have a video distribution platform. And one of the really great things about Homebot, if you go look at email marketing type stuff, the open rates and click-through rates are through the roof, 60, yep. 70, 80%. Yep. Um, so really big numbers for what goes on in email marketing because the content is about 
the home somebody owns, which is a really big Absolutely. deal. I want to know. I look at the HomeBot reports for every piece of property I own every month. Um, but their video distribution platform, because they're spending all of their time and resources on making sure emails are getting delivered and opened and clicked through, is that we can really utilize a solid distribution platform for the video content that we want to do. And when we look at what other people are doing through that distribution platform, the content is far from purple cow shit. This is yeah. what rates are doing this week. Who cares? They already own a house. They already have a mortgage. Right. Or this is what the real estate market is doing. No, the purple cow. So we use it to send all of our homeowners a homeowner's tip, which coincidentally happens to be something that Adam likely screwed up at his house. And you can learn from my <laughs> mistake, right? Shovel the snow off your concrete before it starts freezing and yes. expanding and melting and contracting and choose up all that concrete. And if you guys want to come by this spring and see me patching all the little holes in the concrete patio again this year, because I wasn't good about getting the snow off of it, then by all means, feel free to come and laugh at me. So we're using <laughs> that kind of thing to be purple cow. We don't want right. to do the same shit that everybody's doing. And we want to be putting out content that's really helpful. And if it happens to be a learn from Adam's mistakes kind of program, then by all means, I'm happy to share what mistakes I've made as a homeowner, as a home buyer, as a home seller. That one I'll never make the mistake of again. Don't I, I, I'm really big on buying real estate. I'm not really big on selling it. Uh, <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've sold one piece in my career and I regret it. Um, one house. Um, but I think it's true when it comes to everything that we're doing, certainly with our coaching clients and prospects and uh, so on and so forth. Learn from my mistakes, please feel free to learn from my mistakes or or, and, our, or our clients mistakes. And, and sorry to cut you off, but I, I've had, yeah. you know, yeah, mistakes mm -hmm. like you talk about at my own home. Um, but then I have clients who have gone through something. And so Thinking about, you know, uh, an issue that they've had with their gutters or their siding, you know, and that they should have taken care of before. Just every little thing that I hear from a client, I try to reproduce that into how you can prevent this on your home. If you everything that your clients talk to you about is valuable because they're giving you feedback. It's all a feedback loop of how to be a better homeowner. Especially and, if we're talking about pain points. Yes, and there's a lot of pain points to owning a home oh God. that don't get talked about. You know, it's like, yes, you should buy and sell. That's kind of the, the push in our industry is why everybody should buy and sell. That's great. But once you've purchased it, that's where I feel like there's a kind of a void that we need to do as professionals and like help them understand how to be a better homeowner. Um, and a lot of them, yeah, I've learned myself uh, <laughs> mistakes that I've had. Uh, backups with sewer lines, you know, and not oh. getting clean, not, not cleaning the furnace filter enough. It, you could go on. The list goes on about the pains of, of home ownership. And I think if you put all those into how to do more preventative maintenance, then there tend to be less issues that surface. Um, 
anyways, yeah, I, I think that's something we could definitely focus more on in our industry rather than just trying to get people to do transactions. For sure. <laughs> and before I forget on that subject, a shout out to my youngest who is turning eight today. Oh, and for leaving a toilet clogged up before he took off for school. So yeah, I'll get to go deal with that here sometime after we're done. Uh, but I, I don't think it's just necessarily about, you know, being a better homeowner, because I think what we're really describing is long-term financial success with totally. being a homeowner. Totally. Maintenance rather than repairs. Yes. Right? I, I It's in my calendar in my calendar to change my furnace filter every month. Yeah. And on, on those Saturdays, it'll ring. Oh, it's furnace filter day. How exciting. Yep. But I've got two dogs and three cats, just like Jen. <laughs> um, and if I can do that little bit of preventative maintenance, I'm going to save myself a fucking fortune on a new furnace. 100%. Right. That kind of 100%. thing. Yep. So, yeah. So please, learn from our mistakes and our clients' mistakes and so on and so forth, because it really is something that Robin is obviously doing, that we're obviously doing in order to help propel that long-term financial success. Yep. And HomeBot, I, I'm glad you mentioned HomeBot. I think that the open rate on that is incredible. And, and if you could add folks to your database, uh, whether it's online leads or however you're generating uh, leads and business, um, getting more contacts in your database is so important because at the end of the day, the more you can put your content in front of more people, you're going to obviously make more business. So <clears throat> uh, HomeBot, I think is fascinating and everybody that I've set up for it, whether I've worked with them or not, they're really appreciative that they get to see what their home value is every month and totally. what their equity position is and what they can do. I mean, it's a fascinating tool. I think everybody in our industry should be using it. Yeah, isn't that the truth? Sadly, they're <laughs> not. You you wouldn't believe, we, Jen and I have taught courses at big conferences on HomeBot's behalf. And you wouldn't believe that years later, people still reach out, hey, how do I sign up for HomeBot? And I'm like, hey, why didn't you do this three years ago? Yeah. Have yeah, any idea the out. opportunities you missed over that time frame? It's a value touch point that HomeBot does for us and yeah. it makes us look good. That's oh, really and at a negligible, negligible cost and yes. a fraction of that for a real estate agent. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It's unbelievable how cost effective that is for a real estate agent. No doubt. So, Robin, I told you we were going to blast through <laughs> a half an hour like uh, it was quickly. nothing. <laughs> yeah. So let's get Robin rebooked in a time frame shorter than two and a half years. And How about I'll a year and a half? Sure, I'll, I'll I'll a, year sure and a, half. a year and a half. <laughs> All right. I'll make that's sure that's, my Wi-Fi doesn't go out. That's how far out Jen is actually booked. Um, May so of 24. Be, Way to go, guys. That'll be well into season seven. Um, and it. yeah, credit where credit's due. Jen has turned our podcast into a... A uh, true force um, yeah, for our Jen. industries. Thank you. Um, and Jen, you obviously have a bunch of stuff that you want to talk about. So we're, yeah. we're not going to cut you short, I yeah. promise. All right. Well, the date is set for Social Media Day Denver. It's our third year 
planning it, which is insane. So that is Friday, June 23rd. We did back it up a week to get it a little further away from 4th of July for people who are traveling. Um, I am looking for speakers and sponsors. So if you're interested in speaking or sponsoring Social Media Day Denver, um, definitely reach out smdaydenver at gmail.com. That event is for everybody, whether you own a business and you want to talk more about your lead gen, your social media, um, or if you do social media for lots of people, or if you work in any facet of any business, you can get something out of Social Media Day Denver. And it's really cool because, I mean, we do have people fly in, but it's a lot of Denver people. So you can learn about some really badass companies right here in Denver. So again, email me. Shout out to Metropolitan State. They host, they have a degree program in social media marketing. um, And they're incredible hosts when it comes to this event. Yeah, we're super thankful for the partnership with Metro State. We get a beautiful event space, hopefully with air conditioning this year. That was our fun adventure last year as the AC went out the day the day before the event. But we survived. It was fine. Um, but yeah, so Friday, June 23rd, definitely join us yeah. for Social Media Day Denver. It is always a good time. Um, early bird tickets will be going on sh- will be going on sale shortly. And then Mile High Mastermind is September 29th and 30th. And we do that one at the University of Denver. Shout out to them too. They great partner. So well. Um, but September sounds like a long ways away, but somehow we are halfway through February. And I don't know how that just happened. But we're blowing yeah. through the so year if Right? <laughs> if you're interested in speaking, sponsoring anything at either one of those big events, just reach out to me. Um, you can find out everything about Just the Tips by texting TIPS to 63566. You can book a free hour of coaching with us, get our weekly little tip, like the purple cow that we were mentioning before. Um, this week's is actually about Snapchat. So we had a guest on the show, I guess she was, it was in December, talk about how she uses Snapchat for her lead gen. Um, but yeah, so text tips to 63566 to get all of the things about Just the Tips coaching. Cool. Well, thanks, Jen. And yes. thank you, Robin. This is always a fun episode. Maybe we should start blocking off an hour if we're going to have Robin on. <laughs> uh, but thank yeah, you, let's let's get Robin back on the show, Jen, as quick as we can, because Yeah, for your timeline, a lot more will propel and morph and uh, change for Robin. I'll try to bring more good content for the next show. Thanks for having me. You're doing great, man. We love having you on. Good stuff. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. You bet. And thank you for carving out this kind of time. For the rest of you, again, thanks for watching or listening live or in syndication. You can find the How I Met Your Mortgage podcast on Apple and Spotify, and you can catch us live on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube at 1030 Monday morning, Mountain Time. You guys have a good one. We'll see you next week.